1: Today, the Department of Justice, joined by eight states, filed a civil antitrust lawsuit in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia against Google.
2: When the news broke on Tuesday that the government was suing Google over its ad technology, I immediately thought of Leah Nyland. She's a Bloomberg News reporter who covers antitrust, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say she lives and breathes this stuff. Her Twitter name is Leah Antitrust but verify Nyland. So, on Wednesday, I called her up. What's the sports analogy for this case? Like is this your Super Bowl, your World Series, what is it? Um
0: yeah, I've I mean this is more like the Olympics. Really? Yeah. This is like the biggest case in like decades, you know, so it's like a really big thing that only comes around every once in a while.
2: (laughs) How long have you been waiting for the Department of Justice to file this case? Because
0: I assume you knew this was coming. Oh, yes. So uh, (laughs) they started this investigation in 2019 and everyone thought that they might file this in 2020, but they ended up prioritizing the other one. By the other
2: one, she means a case that the DOJ filed against Google in 2020 over its dominance in the search market.
0: And every now and then we hear like, it's almost done. It's almost ready. We're going to file. And then like something would happen and they'd be like, sorry, just kidding. No, (laughs) But yeah, so like, I don't know. I've been like anxiously awaiting this case every now and then. Writing a story being like, it's coming soon. It still exists. So I wasn't quite sure if this was really going to be it, but it was it. What the DOJ is saying is that Google
2: unfairly dominates almost every aspect of online advertising. Every time you see an ad online, they say Google is muscling its competitors out. Despite Merrick Garland's understated lawyerly announcement style, it's a really big deal.
1: For 15 years, Google has pursued a course of anti-competitive conduct that has allowed it to halt the rise of rival technologies, manipulate auction mechanics to insulate itself from competition, and force advertisers and publishers to use its tools.
2: And just like it did with the Bell Telecoms in the 1980s, the government wants to break Google up. Today on the show, could that really happen? Just how good is the government's argument? And is Google's ad tech really as pervasive as they say? I'm Lizzie O'Leary, and you're listening to What Next TVD, a show about technology, power, and how the future will be determined. Stick around.
0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day.
2: You might think of Google as a company that helps you find things on the internet or provides you with a browser like Chrome or email like Gmail. But judged by sheer numbers, Google is an advertising company. 80% of its revenue comes from advertising technology. It's what the pros call the ad tech stack. And that
0: is where the DOJ says Google is not playing fair. So the Justice Department is taking aim at this thing that you as a consumer probably never see, which is all of these tools that help buy, sell, and serve online ads. So when you pull up a website, a news website, a blog or something, a lot of those things are funded by um, what are called display ads. So those are like, you know, pictures and text and um, videos that will show up alongside whatever it is you're actually looking at. Google actually controls the levers and the tools for placing all of those things on websites because of a bunch of acquisitions it did in the, you know, 2009 to like 2012 era. And so that is where it makes a good bit of its money from. And you, as a consumer, don't know anything about this because they're sort of like hidden within your browser, these tools. And this is all happening within fractions of seconds, right? Yes. Yes. Sometimes when, you know, it takes a while for your your website to load, it's because the ad tech tools are slowing it down. They're actually, like, trying to figure out which ads to show you. (laughs) Um, And that can, like, you know, take a couple extra seconds.
2: The Justice Department basically says Google did four things to establish and protect its advertising dominance. It bought up competitors, forced website publishers to use its ad tools distorted the online ad marketplace and manipulated online ad auctions.
0: So Google created this really innovative search platform and the original way it made its money is by search ads. All of those ads that you see at the top of a search results page to get you to click on websites or sometimes buy things from there. In 2007, it decided to buy this other company called DoubleClick that did all of the display advertising for the rest of the web, and so it was able to combine its like genius with search ads with display ads, the other type of advertising, and then it just proceeded to continue like buying up a ton of other companies in this space until it has you know essentially created this major ecosystem that all websites. And all major advertisers have to use to sell their ads online. So Google controls um, all of the tools that a website publisher uses to like offer space on their website. They control all of the tools that advertisers generally use to like put their ads online. And they also control this thing called the exchange, which is essentially like a, a fancy auction house where all of the like buying and selling of these ads take place. The Justice Department pointed to this, like, really interesting quote from a Google executive who was pointing out that them owning all of these things was like if Citibank or Goldman Sachs actually owned the New York Stock Exchange, <laughs> because that's sort of the equivalent, right? Like, it owns all sides of of these transactions. And the Justice Department said that because it owns that, it owns the auction and all of the other tools, it's been able to manipulate these auctions in ways that ensures that Google always wins. The government
2: also went after the cut, about 30 cents on the dollar that Google takes from publishers. Why is that part significant?
0: That's really interesting because it's been sort of unknown in the online ad space, like how much money from advertisers actually gets to websites. And that sounds really crazy because like, if you are buying an ad in a magazine, you like generally know how many people might see it, right? Because you know, like maybe the circulation of that magazine. If you're buying an ad on TV, you probably have some idea of the number of people who like might watch television that part in time. But like online, nobody was really sure how much money that advertisers were spending was actually making it through to the person who was showing the ads. There was this really interesting (laughs) study that was done by, you know, a fancy accounting firm for the, um, essentially this trade group for online advertising. And they found that 25 cents out of every dollar just sort of disappears. Like they weren't sure where it went. If you... Think about the billions of dollars that are spent every year in online advertising. And like maybe as much as of a quarter of that just sort of like disappears somewhere into the advertising technology ecosystem. That's sort of crazy.
2: I think one of the things that made it so clear that this is a system awash in money, that the way you're describing, is a note in this complaint that the U.S. government itself, the army, says it was overpaying for ads. So there, there's this part in the complaint that says, since 2019, the United States has purchased in excess of $100 million in open web display advertising. The United States has incurred monetary damages as a result of Google's anti-competitive conduct. And it was just like, wait a minute, you, you guys are saying that part of this whole thing is that the army was overpaying for ads?
0: Like it, it That part blew my mind. The nerdy antitrust thing is that it's super interesting that they put that in there because oftentimes they don't try and like seek damages on behalf of the federal government, even though the federal government buys all sorts of stuff. So you know, most of the time, if there's an antitrust case, the federal government probably bought something and could seek damages. So this was pretty novel. But also, (laughs) yeah, like the U.S. Army advertises a lot, right? You know, you always see those commercials encouraging you to like sign up and stuff like that. And what they're saying is that the government spent $100 million since 2019, but they're not really sure how much of that actually went to the places that were showing these ads.
2: Google has pushed back on this lawsuit by by saying in a blog post that that the suit ignores and I'm quoting here ignores the enormous competition in the online advertising industry. And yet, when I read your story and I've looked at the data, Google controls 29% of the ad tech market that that to me does not read as enormous competition.
0: So Google says there is enormous competition online, and I think if you don't really interrogate that, that's probably true, right? So it it controls 26% of all online display ads. And more if you add in YouTube. Yeah, more if you add in YouTube. But there are all sorts of like types of ads that Google doesn't compete in. Google can't offer like TikTok ads. You know, there are all sorts of other types of ads that exist, yes, but like they're not really in the same market as what we're talking about here. Hmm. Um, It's a different type of ad. And so, yeah, they've been pointing to the fact that, like, you know, we have some new competitors here. Like Apple has started offering some advertising. Amazon has started offering some advertising. The type of advertising that Walmart and Amazon have primarily started offering is like merchants putting ads at the top of their search results on their page. That's not the same thing as an ad on a website. So I'm a little bit skeptical (laughs) of that argument. But market share can be a blunt measurement
2: of Google's dominance of the ad tech world, and perhaps not the most revealing one. There's an important diagram in the complaint that makes this clear.
0: And it lays out the ad tech ecosystem, which can be very complicated, but it shows like sort of at each place within this pipeline, how much Google owns. And that was information that nobody knew before. And in some of those places, Google owns 80 and 90%. You know, if if you're thinking about it, like 90% of website publishers use Google's product to help manage the spots on their website where there's going to be ad placed. I think there was another one that said 80% of small advertisers, like the the people who sort of like do it themselves, not really the people who hire like an ad agency to do it for them, use one of Google's ad tools. So like (laughs) there are people who offer a competition there because you have the other, you know, 20%. But Google is certainly the dominant player here. So it's it's almost as if Google was saying, look, there are all these roads all
2: over the country, but really 80 percent of the traffic has to go across Google's bridge. And they're kind of playing with the numbers a little bit. That is a perfect analogy. When we come back, how the U.S. government allowed Google to get this dominant in the first place In 2020, a group of state attorneys general, led by Texas's Ken Paxton, sued Google over its ad tech business. But several parts of that suit were thrown out in federal court. Leah says the Justice Department studied that suit carefully when they were crafting this one.
0: A lot of the things that got thrown out of the Texas suit are actually not in this suit. For example, the Texas case alleged that there there is this agreement between Google and Facebook that gives Facebook some advantages in the Google ad auctions. And the Texas complaint said that that agreement in and of itself was illegal. The judge ended up throwing that out. The Justice Department mentions that this agreement exists, but they didn't put in there that they thought it was illegal. The Justice Department was paying very close attention to that suit that Texas filed and like definitely learned from what was accepted in Texas's suit versus what had gotten thrown out by the court. And and that helped shape how they decided to bring their suit.
2: One of the things that I find interesting is that Google's dominance of ad tech, that, you know, 26, 29 percent number, depending on how you count it, has slipped in the past few years, which did make me wonder why the Justice Department is bringing this suit now.
0: I mean, that is a good question. Like the high point was sometime around 2015 2016 for Google when it had um, like the largest share of online ads. But the one thing that I'll point out is is its share of online ads is decreasing, but if you're looking at the absolute number, it's still increasing because as I said, like the pool of online advertising is getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, Google only controls now 20 26 point five percent, but that's still like billions and billions of dollars because more and more money has been moving from offline advertising to online advertising.
2: Casey Newton, who, who writes about tech and has the newsletter platformer, laid out this series of kind of suits and actions against Google. And it was interesting to see them all stacked up against one another, you know, in the EU, U.S. states, at the Justice Department. But looking at the totality of that, It did kind of make me wonder if the DOJ's hand was forced by this drumbeat of everyone else taking shots at Google.
0: That's a really good question. I mean, the EU has been, um, you know, investigating and bringing cases against Google for a very long time. They brought a case against Google over search. They brought one over a different aspect of advertising and over Android, the mobile Android ecosystem. And they've fined Google about $10 billion. And none of that really actually had that much of an impact on Google because Google just sort of prints money. (laughs) It makes a lot of money and $10 billion was nothing to them. The EU doesn't have that much authority to try and, like, force Google to change its business. But what's interesting about the Justice Department suits is they say, we want Google to have to sell off this stuff and change the way it does business. And that's really something that probably only the U.S. government could do, because Hmm. Google is a U.S. company. Even though it's the Biden Justice Department bringing this lawsuit, it's
2: important to note that the investigation behind it began in the Trump administration. You could say skepticism of big tech is bipartisan.
0: I will note that, you know, it's the Justice Department and eight state attorneys general. There are both some Republicans and Democratic attorneys general who signed on to this one. And of the emails, you know, I got yesterday, you know, from people happy about this suit, I got a number from Democratic lawmakers and a number from, you know, Republican lawmakers. We saw over the past couple of years, there is a lot of bipartisan anger at the big tech companies, particularly Google, which controls, you know, so much of how we access information. I think it's definitely fair to say that this is bipartisan.
2: Do you think this all signals that the DOJ
0: has a strong case or at least thinks it's got a strong case? The Justice Department thinks it's got a strong case. I've been interviewing a lot of people today about that question. And it's a little hard to answer because it's a pretty complicated industry And, um, you know, they're making some pretty complicated allegations, but it's 153 pages of very detailed things. And, you know, one thing that they did point out at the press conference was they read aloud all of these internal documents where Google asked questions about whether it really should be allowed to own all of these tools, where it talked about how they wanted to, like, cut out the knees of their competitors by taking various steps that would make it harder for them to advertise online or advertise online outside of Google.
2: This raises the question of whether the United States should have allowed Google to buy DoubleClick some 15 years ago. Is that embarrassing for the government? <laughs> <laughs> to have A one little. branch of the government saying like, uh, you guys may have whiffed this one.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because the Federal Trade Commission, which is the other antitrust agency, voted four to one 15 years ago to let the seal go through. And they issued a closing statement. And if you read that closing statement, they said, "Um, this isn't really a problem because, you know, the internet is like a really great and innovative space and somebody's going to come along and, um, you know, build something better. Someone is going to, you know, outdo Google tomorrow. And at least one of the commissioners who voted to um, approve this has now said that he thinks he was wrong. He thinks that they were overly optimistic about everybody else um, being able to compete, that they were too dismissive of the concerns of some of the competitors. Because if you look back at the time, Microsoft, AT&T, Time Warner, a bunch of people complained about this acquisition and said that it was really allowing Google too much dominance online over advertising. And if you read the dissent in that case, because there was one person who voted against it, the commissioner, Pamela jones Harbor said, we are building a digital colossus. And looking back at it 15 years later, she was absolutely right. Some of
2: the previous actions against Google, you mentioned the EU, Google pays some money, the problem goes away, business continues as usual. This feels different. The government is very much saying, you got to sell this stuff off. Does this necessarily end with Google selling off part of its ad tech business or all of it?
0: Definitely what the government wants. And Google did offer a settlement last year to try and sort of head this off. They were offering to spin off Uh, their ad tech stuff into a separate unit within the parent company. And the Justice Department said, that's not really good enough. We think it needs to be a separate business, not just a separate arm within Google. It was very interesting because for the first time in a long time, Google stock actually dropped when this happened. Most of the previous cases, including all of those European cases, they would announce that, um, you know, they were, had this, um, fine against Google that they had found they violated the antitrust law and the stock would go up. And yesterday, Google, for the first time, Google stock fell 2%. And so I think people really are starting to recognize that, like, this is a real threat to Google's business. If it has to sell off, you know, all of these pipes that underlie online advertising, it's not going to have as much money. Yeah, does it feel existential to the company? I think so. You know, they now spend a lot of their time and money on antitrust problems. You know, they say, you know, we've been dealing with antitrust problems for a decade because that's true. You know, they've been being investigated for antitrust problems for a decade, but there haven't been governments trying to break them up for that long. (laughs) (laughs) When I have talked to you before on this show, one of the things we've talked about
2: is the variety of tactics that the Biden administration has used to go after big tech companies' executive
1: order. Without healthy competition, big players can change and charge whatever they want and treat you however they want. And for too many Americans, that means accepting a bad deal for things that can't go you can't go without.
2: Agency action, lawsuits. And one thing that you have pointed out is that Many of those tactics are, for lack of a better word, more progressive, more innovative. They're certainly different than the view of the federal judiciary, which has taken a more narrow, traditional view of antitrust. And I wonder how this suit is going to run up against federal judges.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And the Justice Department clearly thought about that in this case, because for the first time ever, they asked that this case be heard by a jury. In the past, antitrust cases have always been heard by judges. Like the judge would sit there as like the decider, they would hear all the evidence, and then they would issue an opinion. And Here, the Justice Department said, we don't want a judge deciding this. We want a jury deciding this. And if you think about it, that's a little bit crazy because this is super complicated. We're going to ask some, you know, regular people to come learn about the ad tech market. But I think that they were right in that, you know, we have had this series of cases where sort of conservative federal judges have like ruled against some of the antitrust agencies because They have particular views on the intersection of economics and the law. This gets around that a little bit because they're saying we want we want the people to make a decision about whether Google should have this much power over online ads.
2: Where do you see all of this going? I wonder if if I were to speak to you in a decade, if we would think of this as like some transformative moment when when Google and potentially other big tech companies got their wings clipped.
0: I think this year is definitely going to be very important for that. You know, like this is the year already that the one of the Google cases was going to go to trial. The big one on search um, goes to trial in September. This is probably the year that the FTC is going to decide whether they're going to sue Amazon. They've been looking at Amazon now for several years, since about 2019 as well. The Justice Department has also been looking at Apple since 2019. So they're really going to have to decide if they're going to, you know, do something or let it go. By the end of this year, we really could have a whole heck of a lot of suits against the big tech companies in addition to the ones we already have. Leah Nyland, thank you as always. Thank you so much.
2: Leah Nylan is a reporter at Bloomberg who covers antitrust. And that is it for our show today. What Next TBD is produced by Evan Campbell. Our show is edited by Jonathan Fisher. Alicia Montgomery is vice president of Audio for Slate. TBD is part of the larger What Next family, and we're also part of Future Tense, a partnership of Slate, Arizona State University, and New America. And if you are a fan of this show, I have a little request for you. Join Slate Plus. Just head on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus to sign up. You'll get all your Slate podcasts ad-free. We'll be back on Sunday with an episode about all those AI tools you're seeing all over the place and why Silicon Valley wants to cash in on them. I'm Lizzie O'Leary. Thanks for listening.